Alcohol is the one sleep aid that is used more than any other in the world, and it's the worst. Alcohol is not what we really want to be having out there. So you want to limit your alcohol intake. It takes the human body one hour to digest one alcoholic beverage. So if you have one glass of wine, have one glass of water and wait one hour before bed. Two glasses of wine, two hours, and two glasses of water before bed. Once you hit the third glass, problems happen. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. So, welcome everybody to Sleep for Peak Performance. My name is Dr. Michael Bruce. Hopefully, many of you know me, and I'm a big fan of the Mind Valley community. So, first of all, thank you all for having me. So let's talk sleep. So here's the thing to remember is there are two separate systems in the brain for sleep. One is called your sleep drive. The other is called your sleep rhythm. So sleep drive is a lot like being hungry. So I get hungrier and hungrier and hungrier throughout the day. And when I eat something, that hunger begins to drop. The same holds true with sleep. Throughout the day, when a cell eats a piece of glucose, something comes out the back end. One of those things is something called adenosine. Adenosine works its way through the system and goes to a very specific receptor site in your brain. As adenosine accumulates, you get sleepier and sleepier and sleepier. So more adenosine, more sleep. That's what makes you fall asleep. However, what keeps you asleep and what tells your body this is my time for sleep is called your circadian rhythm. So a circadian rhythm is also a little bit like hunger. You ever notice you get hungry around breakfast time, around lunchtime, and around dinner time? Well, the same holds true with sleep. Most people, at least here in North America, have a tendency to get sleepy somewhere between 10 and 11 o'clock at night. Now, in different parts of the world, and we've got lots of worldly people here, there are different times culturally when people like to sleep. So there's lots of different variation that's going on out there. The basics are when your drive is high, when your rhythm is on point, you sleep. But if either one of them is off, you either end up with a sleep disorder, like apnea, narcolepsy, insomnia, restless legs, or what I call disordered sleep. What is disordered sleep, Dr. Bruce? It's not an official diagnosis, but it's, I went to that room in the back of the house. I was there for five or six or seven hours. I come out and I don't feel so great. So now what we want to do is we want to move on from the drive and the rhythm discussion to sleep stages and what all those mean. So this is a graphical representation of a sleep stage. And so what does that mean? So orange represents being awake. So you go from wake down into stages one and two, which is in the light sleep bar. Then you go down into the deep sleep, which is the dark blue. Then you go back to the light sleep, which is the gray, and then on into REM sleep, which is represented by the light blue. So that little dance maneuver there is called a sleep cycle. Average sleep cycle, 90 minutes long. Hopefully you remember that because it's going to be important in just a moment. Average number of sleep cycles, we count sleep cycles by REM periods. So one, two, three, four, five REM periods. That turns out to be the average amount of sleep cycles is five. That's going to become important in just a second as well. So what are these sleep stages, Dr. Bruce, and why do I need to know them? So stages three and four, which represent about a quarter of the night, maybe 20, 23%. This is the wake up and feel great sleep. This is your physical restoration. Your blood pressure begins to drop, your respiration slows, but here's the best part about it all. 
We've all talked about anti-aging, feeling younger, feeling better. Growth hormone is where that happens the most. Everybody's looking for growth hormone. Everybody's trying to take a supplement to increase growth hormone. Everybody's trying to keep the growth hormone that they have. Here's the secret. All you have to do is go to bed. Growth hormone is emitted during stages three, four sleep, which is in the beginning part of the night. And this is kind of like how the body repairs itself. So if you ever took your car into the body shop and they buff out the scratches and the dinks and the dents and all those things, that's what stage three, four sleep does for your body is it really helps all of that stuff come together. And growth hormone turns out to be important. Remember, it's in the first third of the night. REM sleep is a little bit different. It makes up about 25% of the night, and this is where your mental restoration has a tendency to occur. This is where we move information from our short-term memory to our long-term memory. So there's a very specific function there. Our muscles become relaxed. In fact, our muscles become so relaxed that they become paralyzed. Many of you may have experienced this before. Some people will wake up and their body will still be paralyzed. That's called sleep paralysis. Don't worry. It really means that you're sleep deprived, don't have enough good quality sleep. And that's why that's occurring for many people. Believe it or not, during REM sleep, your blood pressure increases, not decreases. You lose more weight in REM sleep than in any other stage of sleep because your body uses glucose more than anything else. And we know that dreaming occurs because of this movement of information from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. The way your brain figures that out is by creating a story that it can follow. So it takes that information and it puts it into that filing cabinet in your brain. And the way it does that is through a story that your brain is telling you. So that's how you understand what's happening. And again, mostly in the back third of the evening. Now, that's it for the science, okay? We're gonna now use all of our information to be practical and to change the way we're sleeping, okay? So the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna have a bedtime calculator. I mean, let's be honest, when was the last time somebody told you to go to bed? What were you, like eight, 10 years old, something like that? So the thing to remember here is we take our socially determined wake-up time and then we subtract seven and a half hours. Michael, where'd you get seven and a half from? Remember. Each cycle is 90 minutes long. There's five cycles. So five times 90 is 450 minutes divided by 60 to give us hours is seven and a half hours. And that's how you figure out your optimal bedtime. So as an example, if you normally wake up at 6.30, which is about the time I have a tendency to wake up, if you subtract seven and a half hours, then you would go to bed at 11. So first of all, I want you to notice something. Eight hours is a myth. Very few people need exactly eight hours. The math doesn't even work. If you look at the math and you say the average sleep cycle is 90 minutes, the average person has five of those, that's only seven and a half hours. So don't give yourself a hard time about not getting eight hours. I don't. I don't get eight hours. I'm the sleep doctor, guys, and I don't get eight hours, okay? So people are like, oh, Michael, what time do you go to bed? So I followed this regimen pretty closely. And here's what I discovered. I would go to bed at 11 and I would wake up at 5.30. Let me be clear, I'm a wolf, I'm a night owl. The last thing that I'm interested in doing is waking up at 5.30. To be fair, the only thing I don't like more than mornings are morning people. You guys are too damn chipper in the mornings. It's just not for me. This is not the thing I want. I certainly don't wanna be awake at 5.30 in the morning. I went to bed at 11, woke up at 5.30. Then I said, okay, I'm gonna try something different. I went to bed at midnight, more like a wolf, and guess what? I woke up at 6.30. What's going on there? So number one, my sleep cycle wasn't 90 minutes. It was 83 minutes. 
Michael, how did you figure that out? Guys, I work in a sleep lab. It's not that hard. But I also have an aura ring. You can track your sleep and you can figure out about the amount of your sleep cycle. So that's certainly one way. But here's what I discovered is I went to bed at my chronotypical bedtime, which was midnight. And I was able to fall asleep more easily and stay asleep significantly longer than I normally would have. So this becomes very, very interesting in a lot of different ways. So when you sleep is equally as important as for how long you sleep. And this is going to be based on your chronotype. So your wake up time, if you're a lion, is going to be very early, probably in the 536 o'clock range. But if you're a bear, remember being a bear is the best because there's more bears than anybody else. And you guys have got a great schedule going. That's more like a between 6.30 and 7, 7.30. If you're a wolf like me, you really shouldn't wake up before 7.30 or 8 o'clock. And dolphins, who are kind of my problem children, right? You guys kind of go up and down with your sleep. You really do want to wake up somewhere between 6 and 6.30 because it kind of helps start your day. For you guys, exercising in the morning is going to be... One of the things I've realized after conducting well over a thousand interviews with the world's greatest thought leaders in everything from entrepreneurship to spirituality to health and wellness to relationship is that life is enormous And there are so many ways we can make our life better and better in every way, in every single day. If you're successful in just one area of life, you might just suck in another. I've known billionaires whose romantic lives were in shambles. I've known incredibly emotionally intelligent people who just couldn't make money. And that's totally fine. It doesn't matter where you are. Life doesn't have to stay the same forever. You're not cursed or destined to be miserable or unlucky in love or struggling to make ends meet. You were just never thought how to have it all, how to do things differently, how to master the human experience from a mind, body, and soul perspective. This is where Mind Valley membership comes in. When you become a Mind Valley member, you are coached by the greatest teachers in the world. You get to live a life beyond your wildest dreams and learn the best systems, protocols, methods, step by step by step in just 20 minutes a day to get there. You become the man or woman that you've always aspired to be. And this happens in the easiest, most effective way because of the Mind Valley transformational model. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now. Don't settle for ordinary. Don't settle for your life the way it is now. Aspire to step into your greatness. Be very helpful. Now, what happens if you didn't get a great night's sleep? What happens if you only slept for four hours and you are dragging it and you want to have some energy? This is one of my favorite things to do. It's called the nap a latte. So I coined the phrase, what you do is you take a six ounce cup of drip black coffee, no dairy, no sugar. Add three ice cubes merely to cool it down, drink it as fast as you can, then immediately take a 25 minute nap. You don't want to take a nap that's longer. Most people realize if you nap longer than 25 minutes, you actually feel worse, not better. So I always tell people only 25 minutes. And what happens is, is your brain burns through the adenosine that was making you feel sleepy. The caffeine fits into that molecular structure very easily. You're good for four hours, guaranteed. Four hours, guaranteed. This thing works. So if you're really dragging and you need something to save you, try a Napa latte. Please do not do a Napa latte every day. That's not good, (laughs) but if you need it, you can definitely use it. So what does good sleep do? It literally does everything. Look at all of these functions in the body. You know, you often hear me saying, everything you do 
you do better with a good night's sleep. I'm going to say that that's correct. I really believe that to be true. Every organ system and every disease state is affected by sleep. And when you don't get good quality or quantity sleep, it's negative. And when you do get good quality and good quantity sleep, it's positive. So there's a tremendous number of things that good sleep can do for you. So we're going to go back a little bit to coffee. So remember, caffeine, you want to have it 90 minutes after you wake up. Because your body is dehydrated, if you add caffeine, it makes it worse. It's a diuretic, so it makes you have to go to the bathroom. So we don't want to drink coffee as our first thing in the morning, but if we want it to give us a lot of lift, there are certain times that coffee is better. And that turns out, based on your chronotype, 90 minutes after you wake up. So if you took the quiz, you should have gotten an email from me that tells you all about your chronotype and even tells you the perfect time to have coffee, to exercise, to go to bed, things like that. So remember, 90 minutes after your wake-up time, that's when you really want to have your caffeine. You got to stay hydrated. I mean, I can't say it enough. I keep one of these little water bottles by my bed because it's reusable. I will have water when I wake up in the morning, usually somewhere between 16 and 20 ounces of water to help hydrate me. But hydration is the key. Do yourself a favor. When you wake up in the morning, grab your water and then walk over to the window or go outside and get direct sunlight. What's the science behind this? Sunlight turns off the melatonin faucet in your brain. So it's a great way to help wake you up in the morning. Do me a favor, put on a robe. I'm just saying, if you woke up and you don't sleep in any clothing and you walk outside, your neighbors might be surprised. That was my best joke. I'm just telling you, it was my best joke. Okay, guys, physical activity. So the best way to improve your sleep quality is with physical activity during the day. It just is. So remember, most of us are not moving. Sleep is recovery. That's what sleep is. And so when we're not moving a lot during the day, our sleep becomes lighter and less quality at night. So everything that you can do to move around during the day is going to be helpful for your sleep. And then stopping caffeine turns out to be important as well. Now, caffeine has a half-life of between six and eight hours, so it could take quite a while for it to get out of your system. So if you stop at two, eight hours later is 10, which is roughly the bedtime of many people. Now, to be fair, if you're in Latin America and you took a siesta during the day, then maybe you can stop caffeine a little bit later because, in fact, you're going to bed a little bit later. There's a little bit of variation there, of course, depending upon your culture. Those are five things that you can do during the day. Let's talk about what can you do at night in order to get for better sleep. We got to talk about alcohol. It's the one big one. So alcohol is the one sleep aid that is used more than any other in the world. And it's the worst. Alcohol is not what we really want to be having out there. So you want to limit your alcohol intake. It takes the human body one hour to digest one alcoholic beverage. So if you have one glass of wine, have one glass of water and wait one hour before bed two glasses of wine, two hours, and two glasses of water before bed. Once you hit the third glass, problems happen. So from a sleep perspective, when you get more than two alcoholic beverages in your system, it really destroys your sleep. Also, to be fair, it lowers immune function dramatically. Right now, we all want our immune function, so we really need to make sure that we're not using a lot of alcohol these days. I love exercise. Remember, it improves sleep quality. Don't do it too close to bedtime because one of the things we know is that body heat makes it difficult to fall asleep. So if you're running and doing lifting and doing all these great things right before bed, it will actually make it difficult for you to fall asleep because of your body temperature. So what do I do before bed is I take an hour 
and I chop it up into three 20 minute segments. So remember going to sleep is kind of like landing a plane. You need some runway to get there. So that hour represents that runway. So during that hour, and I've got some specific recommendations in a moment, take 20 minutes to just do the stuff you got to do. So in our house, it's getting our kids backpacks together, shoes, sports equipment, that kind of thing. 20 minutes for hygiene. So brush your teeth, wash your face, maybe take a hot bath. And then 20 minutes for some form of meditation, relaxation, prayer. There's a lot of different things you can do to slow yourself down. One of my favorite is a gratitude list. I keep a notepad by the side of my bed and I just write down right before I go to sleep a few things that I'm really grateful for. To be clear, there is data to support this idea. This is not just a kind of fun thing to try to do. There's data that now shows that when you're optimistic, that is positive before bed, not only do you fall asleep more quickly, but you improve your dreams. Who doesn't want good dreams? So writing a gratitude list, number one, it makes you feel very good, but number two, actually helps your sleep. Definitely something you wanna try. If you take one thing from this lecture today, wake up at the same time every day, no matter what. I don't care if it's Saturday, I don't care if it's Sunday. Pick your wake up time, hopefully based on your chronotype, and stick, stick, stick to it. I promise you, it will help. I'm the only sleep doctor in the world that says that television is okay before bed. I know you heard it here. Now, I wanna be clear about something. Only a certain type of television is okay before bed. No media. You do not need to know how many people died of COVID in your town right before you go to sleep. That's crazy. If you want to watch a romantic comedy, if you want to watch an old episode of Seinfeld or a movie that you and your partner have been looking forward to, maybe not an action movie, maybe something that's a little relaxing and calming, just something, again, to slowly get you there before bed. I'm okay with television, but I don't like is telephones. Telephones, not a good idea. Two reasons. Number one, it's closer to you. So the blue light that's coming from it can have an effect. Again, if you don't want to have blue light going in you, then you need blue light blocking glasses. So blue light blocking glasses, these are amber lenses. They must be amber and they block the spectrum of light that is considered blue. That's 460 to 480 nanometers. That light, when it hits a particular cell in your eye, turns off your melatonin faucet. You want melatonin at night. So 90 minutes before bed, I stick these on and they help dramatically. Keep it cool is the other big thing. So you can see 18 degrees Celsius, that's about 65 or so, I think 68 in Fahrenheit. You wanna keep it as cool as possible. Cooler is better when it comes to going to bed. Now, one thing is I now actually offer a service. I'm a high performance sleep coach and I actually can do your sleep genetics. So I can take your 23andMe data or your Ancestry.com data, and if you send it to me over the internet, I can actually run a study on it, and I can tell you, based on 74 different sleep markers, exactly what your sleep looks like and what you need to watch out for in the future. So the science is getting better and better. Now, I want to give you my favorite recipe for magnesium. So when I'm working with all of my clients, the very first thing I do is I look at their vitamin D. I look at their magnesium, I look at their iron, and I look at their melatonin, those four things. When people are low on magnesium, this is one of my favorite ways to get people natural magnesium. It's called banana tea. To be clear, there's no tea. It's just a banana. So it turns out bananas are loaded with magnesium, but the peel has got three times the amount of magnesium as the fruit itself. So here's what you do is get an organic banana and just wash it off. Cut off the tip, cut off the stem, cut it in half, leave the peel on and the fruit in it. Take these two halves of banana 
and drop it into three cups of boiling water and boil it till it turns brown. Then drink the water. As my daughter says, daddy, it's very banana-y. So you really have to like bananas, but it's loaded with magnesium. I had one mom and she would make a pitcher every Mondays and then she poured it into popsicle molds and she gave it to her kids at night and it was great. Here's the best part about this magnesium is it doesn't interact with anything. It's safe for children. It's safe for seniors. It's the best way to do it. So have a little banana tea or boiled banana water before bed. It will absolutely positively help you with your sleep. So what I figured I would do is I would synthesize it all, give you a five-step program to teach everybody how to get a great night's sleep, okay? So step number one, pick one wake-up time and stick to it. Step number two is to stop caffeine by 2 p.m. Step number three is to stop alcohol three hours before bed. Step number four is to exercise daily, but to limit exercise four hours before bed. And step number five is to get 15 minutes of sunlight every morning to turn off that melatonin faucet in your brain. What I've done next is I've added five more steps based on COVID. So let's talk about other things that we can be doing that can be helpful during these times. So step number six is put yourself on that media diet. You just don't need to know what's going on politically. You don't need to know what's going on COVID-wise. What you need to do is chill out before bed. So do yourself a favor. Step six is put yourself on a media diet 90 minutes before bed. Step number seven is one of my favorite relaxation techniques, and it's called progressive muscle relaxation. This is a wonderful, wonderful technique that you can do, and it's where you tense and relax your muscles. Now, as a thank you for everybody that came here, we have a website where people can go and they can actually download a free audio version of a progressive muscle relaxation with my voice. So you can check it out. Or if you've done the sleep quest, you probably heard me that way. But progressive muscle relaxation is fantastic and I use it all the time and it really works. I can't say it enough, but that gratitude list is a big one for me. I know it sounds a little goofy at times, but the truth of the matter is there's real data behind it. And I don't know about you guys, but it just feels good to do it. So I recommend it for sure. Hot bath or shower 90 minutes before bed. So when you turn off the TV, turn on the tub. Remember, Mr. Bubble is your friend. Bubble bath makes it work a little bit better. And then our final recommendation is guava leaf tea. So this is an interesting one. So you heard me talk about banana tea and you heard me talk about a napa latte. What is guava leaf tea? This is actually a real tea. It's guava leaf, not guava fruit and not guava juice, but guava leaf tea. This leaf, and it tastes a little medicinal, it helps keep your blood sugar stable all night long. One of the big reasons that people seem to wake up at 2.30 in the morning has to do with blood sugar. So this tea I've found has been very, very helpful for many of my patients to actually do quite well. So with that, I want to remind you about my book. If you want to learn the perfect time to eat a cheeseburger, ask your boss for a raise, become intimate, Power of When is a great way to do it, or check out my quest. We talk a lot about chronotypes on the quest. There are over 220 studies in the book. And then if you want to find out more about me, you can check out my website, it's thesleepdoctor.com. Follow me on Facebook or on Instagram. Take the chrono quiz and absolutely positively check out the quest, guys. It's awesome. I love it. I recommend it to people all the time. I'm Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast.
If you like the Mind Valley podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body, your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.